Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We return today to Acts chapter 1, focusing on verses 6 through 8. Back in verse 3, Luke states that Christ appeared to the apostles from time to time, and during these occasions he talked to them about the kingdom of God. During one of these meetings, the apostles asked him a question concerning the time that this would take place. These verses deal with Christ's answer, and here's what Luke writes. So when they were all together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you are to establish once again the sovereignty of Israel? He answered, It is not for you to know about dates or times which the Father has set within his own control, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will bear witness for me in Jerusalem and all over Judea and Samaria, and away to the ends of the earth. Gentle as morning, soft as the rainfall, warm as the sunshine, this is love.
Christ lets the apostles know that at this particular time, the kingdom will not be established. Rather, he would call out a people to his name, the church. In chapter 15 of Acts, when the apostles met for the first council in Jerusalem, James pointed out this fact. Here are verses 14 through 18. Simon has described to us how God first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for himself. The words of the prophet are in agreement with this as it is written, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild, and I will restore it, that the remnant of men may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things that have been known for ages. This is what God is doing today. He is visiting the Gentiles to take out of them a people to his name. That is, God is calling out of the world those people who will trust Christ and the Holy Spirit baptizes them into the body of believers, the church. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Just before Jesus left this dimension, he talked with his disciples over a period of 40 days from his resurrection until his departure or ascension. The final time that they met together, the disciples asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Interesting that they should ask that. They knew full well that one day the kingdom would be restored to them and that Christ would be the king. That had been promised many times. Was this the proper time? Christ had certainly exhibited his power to do so since he had come back to life after the crucifixion. Furthermore, the coming of the Spirit was the sign of the ushering in of a new age. The Old Testament closely connected the coming of the Spirit with the restoration of Israel's kingdom. It was perfectly natural then for the disciples to ask about the kingdom. Jesus' answer is not what they had hoped to hear, nor does he correct them. So evidently their question was legitimate. It was not misguided, as someone wrote. The kingdom would come. The disciples were not mistaken in their expectation of a kingdom ruled by Christ. Had they been wrong in their expectation of a real kingdom, surely this would have been an appropriate time for the Lord to set them straight. The issue wasn't the fact of the kingdom. At issue was the time. No one would know the time. So Jesus replied, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Apparently it wasn't yet time for Christ's kingdom to begin. That there would be one one day is not the issue, but the time is known only to God. It's in his hands. Jesus did not criticize them for speculating about the time. Evidently, to speculate about God's timetable is legitimate, unless that takes away from the more essential things. It is perfectly legitimate to think about when God's promises will come to pass, when the Lord will return, when history will close, and so on. We must see God at work in our world, 
and we must remember that he is moving matters to a predetermined goal. I am sometimes a bit chagrined when I hear that believers in Christ ought not to concern themselves about the time of the Lord's return, as though that's not a legitimate question for humans to ask. I believe it to be perfectly legitimate. Jesus once criticized the people for being able to read the sign of the sky and forecast the weather, but not the signs of the times. We need to watch world affairs, and it's perfectly in order and entirely human and Christian for us to ask the question, when? Where are we in God's program? But when a knowledge of God's timetable becomes an all-consuming passion, then it's wrong. Other matters have prior claim. Apparently, that was the problem with Jesus' followers here. In the case of these disciples, this called for some revision with respect to their priorities. Number one priority wasn't their national hopes. Number one priority is now stated by Jesus in these famous words of verse 8. Jesus said to these disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Evidently, the number one priority for every disciple, indeed for every believer in the Lord, is to witness. Perhaps that should be considered the theme of the book of Acts. You will be my witnesses, is what the Lord said. Is that to be taken just as a statement of fact? Or was it intended by him as a command? Is he just stating a fact, you will be my witnesses? Or is he giving his disciples and all of us who follow a command, you shall be my witnesses? Grammatically, it could be either. But in view of the rest of the book, particularly such a verse as chapter 10, verse 42, where Peter said he commanded us to preach and to testify, it is better to take Jesus' words here as a command to every believer. It is incumbent upon every believer to witness in one way or another. Those of us involved in this broadcast attempt to fulfill this command in part by radio. Our radio signal now goes literally around the world. The shortwave stations that carry this program get listener mail from northeastern Siberia to South Africa, from Japan to Mexico to South America, and many other scattered points on the compass. That means we can be heard in virtually every time zone. We recently had a letter in this office from a new listener to a shortwave release of What's New, and he heard it at 5.30 in the evening. He asked for more information. He appreciated the singing and the message. Please write to us or to the station you are listening to. We here at Creative Encounters that produces what's new want to take seriously the Lord's command to be his witnesses. Our signal literally goes to the ends of the earth. Those of you on praying terms, please pray for what's new. We are heard by different cultures, traditions, and political viewpoints. Fortunately, the Bible isn't bound by or to any culture or language or tradition or even time. It can move and speak anywhere, anytime, to anyone.
Believing that, we want to do our part to make it, its message and its Lord, known. Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.